by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these streets. So happy Black History Month, everyone. We have made it to the month of February. I would like to say that we entered in with a bang because the weather outside has been indeed frightful. For those of you who are living in warmer regions, I am envious of you i am jealous of you because up here in the new york city area and the rest of the new england we were seeing single digits some of us in the negatives even um what a way to bring in black history month (laughs) especially since we are a tropical people but either way happy black history month i'm so excited for this month because it always gives us an opportunity to learn something new every year i come out learning something new and it's a shame i guess right because at, at my big age you know <laughs> i would hope that i would stop with the newness right but i guess that just really goes to show that there is just so much history and history is not just you know Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, Underground Railroad. History is like what's happening almost every day, right? Like earlier today, I was, you know, scrolling through Instagram, as I always do. And I saw that um, Teams, uh, the Nigerian um, R&B singer, I don't know if R&B is the genre, but Teams, the singer, um, won a Grammy for the first time, making her the first Nigerian um, artist to win a Grammy, And that's history that was made just, you know, this weekend from the, you know, the Grammys. And so it's beautiful to see like how history is not just what was happening in like the 1800s and beyond, but it's what is happening literally every day. Every day, you know, a a, a black person achieves a milestone and becomes the first to do whatever like that is history that is a continuous cycle of history in a sense and so I love learning because you know what we can't keep up with everything that happens there's so many of us doing dope things on local levels grassroots levels high levels on all the levels We can't keep track. And so even though we really should be immersed in who we are and our culture and history 365 days a year, realistically speaking, we know it just doesn't happen like that. And so that's why when you have this month, this awareness month, as I like to call it, Black History Month, that is the opportunity to really you know, show up, show out, and really share what is happening across the board. And for me, I like to see and learn about Black history, not just, you know, from the American perspective, but globally. Like teams winning the Grammy, being the first Nigerian to do so, that is global history. That's global Black history. And there's so much of that um, that I feel like is so important for us you know, to, to acknowledge and to adopt. Right. And so 
I'm here for it this month. I hope you guys are here for it this month. At Black Ivy Media, we definitely are doing the best that we can to be a little extra blackity black, black, black this month because, you know, the platform, we focus on black community. That That is what we do. And so this month, we're trying to be a little extra. So you definitely want to follow us on Instagram. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Black Ivy Media. We have a lot that's been going on. And we have a lot of projects that are going to be re- you know, released onto the YouTube platform. Um, our documentary is still doing well, guys. We have 14,000 views for the Black Women in Small Business. If you have not seen this documentary, please head over to our YouTube. It's called Black Women in Small Business. If you want an easier way to get at it, follow us on Instagram, click the link in the bio. It is right there. Again, very proud of that project. And we will be filming our next project shortly. So definitely stay tuned for that information as well. And so with all that being said, I do want to harp on one point. Numbers matter when it comes to media, and especially for those of us who are black people in media, um, our platforms, for whatever reason, they don't always do the best. Right. Um, And that's because we really need the support. We need the support of not just our own of everyone, really, but we need support. And a lot of times that support is not really the dollars, although that's amazing. And if you want to contribute, please DM me. But it's really about the numbers. How many followers do you have? That stuff unfortunately matters. How many subscribers do you have on YouTube? That's very critical in order to monetize. You know, a lot of people think that our platforms, this is across the board, you know, with within all the WJMS platforms that we have, the shows that we have, people are out here thinking that we are making bank because we have so much content that we are posting. And we, for the most part, are not making a red cent. And a lot of it is because numbers. YouTube requires a certain amount of subscribers and followers in order to even start the monetization process. So when we're asking you guys to please subscribe, you know, we're asking because your assistance can help us get to that next level, which will then help us create even more dope content for you all. So the podcast, the downloads matter. So it's one thing to listen to it, to stream it randomly, but download the episodes, follow our shows, click the follow button and follow our shows. Uh, Most of our shows, at least, you know, according to RP, we're on all the platforms, Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, whichever one is your favorite, just follow us, follow the show that follow matters, right? The statistics matter. So that's my spiel for that. (laughs) As we are in Black History Month, and we're trying to support each other to do great things. Please support the According to RP show. Please support a Black Ivy Media. Please support WJMS Media. We need your help. Either way, So today we have an amazing show because we have an amazing, amazing guest by the name of Carolyn Jones. So Carolyn Jones has, well, she wears many hats. She has many hats and she is going to be talking a little bit about who she is, you know, where she's from, what she does. You guys know the preliminary spiel that we do with every new guest, but we're going to be talking about 
herbalism. We're going to be talking about aromatherapy. We're going to be talking about reflexology and all these different healing modalities that have started to become very popular since the start of the pandemic. Now, these things have been around since before I was born, since before my great great grandmother was born. Right. A lot of this stuff, our ancestors were already practicing in Africa, you know, in in the Eastern world. Um, But for whatever reason, in American culture, you know, you know, it is what it is. But this conversation, I think, was so inspiring to me because. You know, I grew up in that herbal world. My grandmother was a medicine woman. My mom, you know, was a nutritionist. She was in the health sciences and, you know, eventually became a nurse. And so I grew up, you know, drinking what a lot of people would call bush tea, um, you know, taking in herbs to treat ailments as opposed to, you know, taking pills and going to the doctor and things like that. So I grew up in this world. Um But it's interesting, you know, as we become parents, you know, we're not passing down a lot of these traditions to our children. And so, you know, I think part of the conversation is going to focus on, you know, the importance of these modalities, especially in today's world. But it's also going to talk about, you know, I guess the future of it all. Right. And so I don't want to give too much away, but um, I definitely want you guys to keep it locked. Like I said, Carolyn, she's amazing. She's an herbalist. She's an aromatherapist. She's a reflexologist. She's a chaplain. She's an educator. She's into media. Like there's so many different things that Carolyn does. And I think all of it is just so beneficial for our community. And I really do hope that you guys are able to, Keep, keep an open mind as to some of the things that we're going to be talking about and hopefully, you know, put some of these wellness practices to use. Right. Um, so let's move forward to the meat of the show. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, Carolyn, thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on According to RP. Um, you know, I took a look through your bio. I looked at your website and you are definitely an amazing, amazing woman. I would love for you to just share with the people a little bit about who you are, what you do and where you're from. Well, thank you so much, Rita. And thank you so much for having me today. Mm hmm. Well, uh, my name is Carolyn Jones, and I am a bereavement chaplain, aromatherapist, writer, reflexologist, flower essence practitioner, and uh, just in general, a holistic health practitioner interested in helping others adopt a more natural uh, self-care lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, Carolyn, I just want to talk a little bit about how did you get started? Because, you know, right now, I would say, especially after COVID, more and more people are on their wellness journeys. More and more people are interested in learning about what, you know, self-care truly is. How can I achieve it? What is this aromatherapy thing I'm, you know, hearing about? Uh, So maybe if you could just talk a little bit about how you got into this, you know, this field of like holistic healing, um, just so that the people can kind of understand, you know, where where this passion comes from. 
Yes, and that's a wonderful question because um, as I interview other healers, I find that we all came through either pain, grief, or trauma or illness of some kind. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I would say that all of those elements brought me here. I started being interested in herbs when everyone was reading Back to Eden, you know, by Jethro Kloss. And I would do a drib and drab reading of it. But I, I took parts seriously that mattered to my existence. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as I came through, uh, of course, uh, we know Queen Afua. I started going to her workshops and uh, listening to her way of approaching self-care. And ultimately, I started studying in a in a very, I wouldn't say strange way, but a unique way. A friend of mine contacted me and said, thank you for that email you sent me on uh, the holistic health uh, studies. And I said, I didn't send you an email. He said, yes, you did. I said, no, you, no, I didn't, but send it to me. Mm -hmm. And he did send it to me. And lo and behold, it was uh, with the American Institute of Holistic Theology. And I registered that day. So from that point on, that was in uh, 2009. And from that point on, I've just immersed myself in uh, herbal studies. And I set up my lesson plans so that I would study different modalities. So it has led me to this point where as I've developed my mobile clinic, that's what I do. I offer different modalities because I came to know that we need more than one modality, not just herbalism, mm -hmm. not just flower essences, not just sound therapy. We need it all. Right. Um, and it's interesting because I think that people are kind of being bombarded with all of these different, I guess, modalities. Yes. Um, and so it's still rather confusing. And I think every day I feel like I'm learning about something new. Um, yes. I think about maybe a few months ago, I had learned about um, sound, sound baths and, yes. you know, what their benefits were. But I think for most of us, a lot of it is still kind of like foreign and we're still trying to figure out, how, is this really effective? Is it a gimmick? Is it new age? What exactly is all of this? So with some of the more, I don't want to say they're more modern, they probably have been around for, you know, Ages. centuries upon centuries. Mm -hmm. But could you talk about some of these modalities that, especially within the Black community, we are not so familiar with, like the sound baths and reflexology and, and, and things like that? Yes, I'd be happy to, because uh, sound healing is at the core of uh, the Healing Project Mobile Clinic. I was lucky enough to have met Devya, who uh, is deceased at this time, but she taught meditation through gongs. Mm. And uh, she would invite people, she would hold uh, meetings in Harlem. And we'd go up there and everyone would lay out their blanket and lay on the floor and just listen to her play gongs. And I was fortunate enough to um, have gone on her last retreat 
to Sedona, Arizona, and we listened to gongs up in the mountains, you know, which was very spiritual experience and uh, uh, very enriching. And that resonated with me so much. I said, no matter what I do in life, I have to keep sound in my regimen. So what people may not understand is that the frequencies, we're made of water and the frequencies interact with our fluidity to invoke healing. Mm -hmm. That's why uh, when they say, you know, watch what you say, you have to watch what you sing too. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those words mean something. Our words have power. Uh, we hear the phrase words have power, but I don't think we take it to heart as much as we should. And um, words travel on sound, you know, gongs, chimes, all of these things will help you sleep, help you relax. I went to a sound bath with our own shaman. Lloyd Leary, the body mechanic, Tuesday evening. And I had to peel myself off of the couch so I could get home. I was all the way in Soho. I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how am I going to, you know, but it was just so deeply relaxing. And I felt that relaxation for 48 hours afterwards. Mm. You know, uh, it's best that we get away from pills pill for this, pill for that. Nature has everything we need. Even sitting in a park and listening to birds sing to one another mm -hmm. can be a healing experience. Sitting uh, near a body of water and listening to the waves hit the shore can be a healing experience. So we have to be more intentional about what we hear. And, uh, even things like reflexology, it is coupled with acupuncture and acupressure because you put pressure on points in the body that interact with various organs. I did a presentation the other day for Strive and a person who was in attendance was surprised that the heart was in relation to some other part of the body. And we, when we were taught biology, we were taught the body in parts and segments, mm -hmm. but it's all one organism operating to support the other parts of the body. The brain supports the heart. The heart supports the brain, the lungs, support, you know, and the blood supports everything. So if we don't cleanse our blood, we're infecting the whole body. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, as you're saying, you know, this, I'm thinking about our community, right? There's a lot of stress in our community. There's a lot of chronic illness because of stress in our community. And so, you know, unfortunately, where many of us live, we might not necessarily be next to like a body of water, right? Or maybe, unfortunately, the parks may not be the safest to sit and listen to birds uh, chime. But, you know, there are a lot of like apps 
that I had discovered that mimic, you know, uh, the, the ocean waves that mimic birds chirping and their sole purpose, like these apps sole purpose is for relaxation. So it's very interesting that you talk about, you know, these things that are available in nature, but how essentially it's like they're being packaged within the apps. Um, to, you know, they're mimicking the natural, I guess, order, but it's all in the name of relaxation. So it, it just goes to show like, how, I guess, how um, all of this is working and how, you know, people are literally paying, you know, big dollars just to hear the waves of an ocean so that they can fall asleep, so that they can, you know, um, center. Well, I would like to comment on that because um, those apps are very nice. I I like the spa channel where they play the nice uh, soft music. Mm -hmm. But I have, this thing, ever since I was 19, I enjoyed ferry hopping. Mm. So if you have a free day, jump on the Staten Island Ferry if you're in New York. It's free, you know, and just look at the water and the sun. Governor's Island is right next door. A wonderful, I, a lot of New Yorkers I speak to do not take advantage of where they live. And we have many, many free respite areas in this city that are safe and uh, relaxing and enriching, you know, their activities all over the city. But when we get too comfortable staying from stoop to apartment or stoop to house, you got to venture out. You got to learn how to travel around the city and see. I mean, the cloisters up in the Bronx go to different boroughs. When I taught at Megar Evers, um, there were many students who had never been out of the borough. Right. You know, but uh, if we are going to talk about Brooklyn, we certainly have Brooklyn Museum. We have Prospect Park. I grew up in these places. Uh, Brooklyn Botanic Garden. And just a quick walkthrough. You don't need a lot of time. And there are even more places popping up in Brooklyn now for self-care, uh, such as Gaia Namaya, which we'll talk about later. The salt caves, float tanks. I traveled to Huntington, New York, just to float. Even though there are float experiences down here, I like the package. They have a salt cave and a float tank and an infrared sauna. So you have to fix your mind. You have to do it with intention. Say, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning after having planned it. You know, pre I like pre-planning my self-care days like that. And I'm going to have lunch. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a friend or I'm going to go alone and just give yourself that. That's called gifting yourself. And if you don't have the funds to do that, they're not the funds are not available to do that all the time. Just go take the 35 bus, Q35 bus to Rockaway Beach and walk along the shore. I, I don't um, immerse myself in New York water, pardon me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I will um, uh, take off my shoes and let the water lick at my feet and put some tea tree oil on them later. <laughs> <laughs> But just making contact with that that water and 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 um you know watching the seagulls play and watching children play 
and watching the elders survive. These little things that we really don't do to connect ourselves to humanity, we're missing out on the better part. Our elders are our libraries. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, I worked at a funeral home and so many elders were dying of comorbidities. They were coming through and I would look at them and I'd say another library, another another one of our libraries just left us. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone took advantage of them their knowledge and their wisdom before they left. Because we need to write more books. We need to record. I love what you're doing because you're documenting our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, every time you speak, I feel like there's just so many things that pop into my mind. Uh, But the first I'd like to say is you're right. There really isn't any excuse for us to not find respite, right? Even if it is, it whether it's in Brooklyn, whether it's in Queen, whatever, you know, the boroughs are. Um, and, you know, as you're, as you're talking about just walking down the boardwalk, like I, I do not partake in New York City waters either, Coney Island. I really think you can catch leprosy in that yeah, water. Something horrible. For something sure. horrible. But walking the boardwalk, watching the sea, even the, watching the pigeons at play, like it's- That's like, right. You know? And I think that if we allow ourselves to find, you know, peace, even amongst the chaos of the city, um, I think that it would do a lot for us. Because I think a lot of us are are walking around so wound up. We're not taking moments to stop and smell the flowers, as they say. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think what you said there is uh, being intentional, I think, is the key word that we have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. I have a a story to tell you about a squirrel I met. (laughs) I was um, at New York Botanical Garden. That's a wonderful membership for your family if you ever want to indulge. And uh, I took my mentor. He was tra- he had traveled from Minnesota out there as a surprise. And so we were resting uh, on a bench, and he had never seen a black squirrel. So um, I said, oh, yeah, they're all around. And, and this one little black squirrel, squirrel found us and uh, started, you know, coming closer. And I was like, oh, hi, little baby. And it was coming closer and closer. And I know squirrels have rabies. I didn't want him to get, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want him to get on me. I just wanted to talk to him. But, you know, you find nature is perfectly willing to interact with you. So uh, I, he came close enough for me to get a close up of him. You know, I took a picture of him. I said, now you got to go, little baby. You can't come home. And somehow he understood and just scurried off, you know. So, um, you know, you can have fun with nature. You don't have to feel alone. Loneliness is plaguing our communities as well. And um, there is so much life around us. Even if you make friends with somebody at a bus stop or on a train, be careful, but I'm saying open your heart mm-hmm. to life. And uh, it's not to say you have to bring the person home. It's just to say to have a nice hello, smile, work those smile muscles, mm-hmm. you know? And, and um, you know, we're known in New York for keeping on that poker face, that stoic right. look, you know? And, and we don't want our hearts to get stiff like that. Mm -hmm. You want to be animated and remain vibrant throughout our lives. Right. I love that. 
So you had mentioned salt caves and 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 tanks not too long ago. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that because we're hearing a lot more about these salt caves, but I think people are wondering, well, what are the real benefits of like a, a salt tank and a salt cave? Is it just for relaxation? Is it something that, you know, if I'm experiencing ailments, that it can be a healing property? Yes. I love a salt cave. Salt caves help the respiratory system. Um, to not get too technical, the particles of salt that are released in the air, you you inhale them. You don't feel it, mm-hmm. but you, you're inhaling that air. The last salt cave experience I had was at Gaia Namaya mm-hmm. on her Sonic Sundays, where she has a wonderful cacao ceremony. She performs beautiful voice. And there was a 45-minute salt cave experience with music, sacred music, live in the cave. And uh, when I go by myself, I like quiet time. But I must say that that was a beautiful experience as well. You know, um, usually when I do any of my self-care activities, uh, even if I'm with someone, I'm usually with someone who appreciates silence. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like a silent meditation for the day. And then we talk our heads off at lunch, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but um, yes, so salt caves help, uh, I, I believe, the skin as well, because, you know, that, that salt on your skin has to be healing. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they promote it for respiratory, uh, I see beyond that. For the float tank, there's a thousand pounds of uh, dead sea salt in the water. So you float naturally. Mm-hmm. So for people who are afraid, you know, of sinking, you're not going to sink. You're right. going to float. Um, if you have claustrophobia, it might be something that you might not want to do, mm-hmm. but you should try it anyway, just to see if you can get over possibly the claustrophobia. You're not closed in real tight, but mm-hmm. you do have a, a lowered ceiling over you as you lay. But if you close your eyes, you won't know that, um, you know, you're in this enclosure anyway. And um, it's quiet in there and uh, it's very good for your skin. Uh it lowers anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and above all, it gives you time to be with yourself. You learn how to be with yourself because your monkey mind goes crazy. Right. The first experience, you're like, oh, and what's going on? And what's, that? and what's that? What if I do this? You know, and all of that. But once you get your mind to calm down, I wasn't able to go to sleep in there. I wasn't. But, uh, I found that it was a great sense of relaxation and my skin just felt so clean mm-hmm. from the outside in, you know, and then after you come out, be sure you shower thoroughly because the salt will be in your hair. and It'll dry up. I witnessed that for my girlfriend, the salt was dripping off her like um, glaciers because <laughs> she didn't think anything of it, you know? But yeah, they have uh, wonderful um, products for you to shower, robes and everything. And it's just great. And infrared sauna is wonderful too. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you get that, I, I actually have to do infrared sauna. I can't do dry sauna anymore. Somehow, okay. uh, as I've gotten older, the heat, I don't like that intense heat on me like that. Mm-hmm. If I go in, I only stay in maybe five, 10 minutes. But for the infrared sauna, I can stay the whole time. Yeah, I like the infrared saunas. I've I've tried that for the first time uh, sometime in 2022 because mm. I was always curious as to what's the difference between, you know, because I'm used to the heat sauna. So what's the difference yeah. between that? And, and although I can still tolerate the heat saunas, but it's a different level of comfortability with yes. the infrared. And then you also know it's working, you know, yes. it's working. And on it your works body. on your joints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, joint pain is good for. And also steam rooms. Oh, I'm addicted to steam rooms. I haven't had one in a long time, so I have to satisfy that addiction too. (laughs) (laughs) The banya closed. There was a banya up on Coney Island Avenue, Russian banya. And what I uh, love about uh, that culture is they introduce their children to the banya. Mm -hmm. So the person, the young person grows up into adulthood, knowing that this is what they should do. Yeah. And I really would like for us as a culture to begin to adopt these practices so that the future generations will carry that on into uh, future survival. Because we can't keep allowing reversible illnesses to take us out. a lot of it comes from just being hard-headed. Don't want to put down the wrong foods. Just refuse. Um, when I was giving my presentation at Strive the other day, a young man kept using the word can't. I can't do that. I can't. I said, well, you know, Henry Ford said, whether you say you can or you say you can't, you're right. And he thought about it. And he let me go ahead and teach my lesson because it it is your word. Once again, the power is in your word. And if you're telling yourself, you're, you're talking to yourself when you say, I can't, mm-hmm. you believe you. Right. And then you can't, you know? So uh, there are healing modalities that I've not yet tried. I have a hankering to try. Thanks. Lloyd Leary, uh, the body mechanic, the shaman of our clinic, will be introducing us to more modalities. I think I spoke to you about, I'm not even going to fully bring it up because I can't even remember the the name of it, but it is, uh, uh, you sit in a room. And from what I understand, uh, he has to prepare us dietarily and, and other ways for us to go and take that treatment. I love exploring things that challenge me to prepare myself because right there, that's when the healing begins. When you set your mind to change something that you're doing in, or be it fasting, water fast, herb fast, no matter what it is, you're changing the ecosystem of your body. And when you do that and begin to detoxify Mm -hmm. the healing um, is given room to take hold. I did a 16 part series webinar webinar series where for each series we talked about detoxification of each part of a particular part of the body, detoxification of the heart, 
detoxification of the genitals. I did that for Valentine's Day. Detoxification of the brain, of the mind, of the uh, liver. Uh, Dr. Bashara talked about, he's an acupuncturist in our, on our team. Uh, Dr. Bashara Wilson, he talked about detoxification of the eyes, ears, nose, and throat. We don't think about those parts of our body that might need detoxification. So I just want to uh, help us pay attention to all of us, you know, to to the whole being, right. not just skin. Oh, my skin has to look good or my hair has to look good. Your hair will fall out if you have stress and tension because as a, a former student of mine, uh, Renee Strong, she's a trichologist. Mm-hmm. She said what happens is when your skin gets constricted, and you know your scalp is skin too, mm-hmm. when it gets constricted and cuts off the blood flow, your hair falls out. Right. That's why people, when they when they get extra stressed, their hair will fall out. Right. And also we have to massage our scalp, loosen up that skin, you know, uh, massage the various, uh, Queen of Fool was big on self-massage, you know, and uh, use olive oil, jojoba oil, uh, avocado oil. For some people, coconut oil, I can't use coconut oil. It dries my skin, Mm -hmm. you know, so you experiment and see what works best with your skin. My skin loves olive oil, a vitamin E and avocado, and it loves apricot as well. But uh, just to throw this in, jojoba and olive oil have the best shelf life. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about you know my my childhood and and a lot of us who are either you know of Caribbean descent or of African descent. You know, um, um, growing up, drink having to drink tea nightly, um, having to take detox certain times a year. Um, and even with, you know, castor oil is a big oil within the Haitian community. And so, you know, uh, massaging your body, massaging your scalp with this oil. And as kids, a lot of us were very resistant because we were just like, what is this? We don't want to do this. But as I've gotten older and I'm understanding the importance of all of these different treatments that, you know, we've talked about and, 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 um, how, how, you know, a simple scalp massage or how, you know, a simple detox can truly be beneficial. You know, mm-hmm. it really does hurt me that I guess the children of today and, you know, a lot of us, I guess, are to blame for maybe not carrying on, um, you know, these rituals, but that a lot of the children of today have not experienced any of the things that, you know, we experienced, um, you know, growing up, I, my grandmother would always make us lemongrass tea at night and we called it, it's uh, a in Creole, but mm. I never knew why she kept giving us this lemongrass tea at night specifically. She never gave it to us at any other point in the day. So as I had started getting into aromatherapy myself as an adult, I really love lemongrass and I've learned that lemongrass is, you know, there to help you relax and to help you calm. And so now I was like, oh, the lemongrass tea at night was to prepare us for bed, was mm-hmm. to get us to relax and was to get us to, you know, to be calm. And so I I really love the work that you're doing and the awareness that you're raising, because I think that especially these kids, they're stressed coming out of the womb. 
<laughs> and I yes, feel like, yeah. yeah, it would be, it would be such, I think, an important aspect to incorporate as we're seeing more violence amongst children, stress amongst children, anger amongst ch- children. Um, I think that what you're doing, this raising of awareness and, and really trying to incorporate this in our culture as a staple is important. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, you know, when you speak, I, I, so many things go through my mind as well. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that a lot of times um, people don't realize that people from the South, my mother was from Georgia. She brought those traditions with her too, because they're all African traditions, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and that's the root. I'll be teaching a course on black folk herbalism through Matthew Woods school of herbalism on uh, February 23rd, you know, and there are the grandmothers and grandfathers of herbalism that we are not familiar with. And some, we, we will never know their names, but they helped us get here today to address um, the uh, lemongrass. That that means you're going to love my creams because I always have um, a lemongrass base. You have one coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the last point you brought out, the children coming out violent or stressed. Uh, I did a whole course In one of my uh, courses of study, I experienced deep sorrow because it was talking about sound therapy Mm -hmm. and the music that mothers listen to matters with the embryo. They did experiments with mothers. who were going to be delivering, say, in six months or whatever. And they would play rock music for one set of mothers and play, say, like classical music for another set of mothers. And when the babies were born, they were found to be calm with the classical music and the babies born to the mothers with the rock music were agitated. Mm. We have to realize, and, and that's why sound therapy is so important to me. We have to realize that the, the lyrics in the music, I, I know I'm going to upset some people, but some things have to be said. The lyrics matter what we call each other matters. Mm -hmm. There are so many other words in the dictionary that if you want to call somebody something, you can walk away alive. I used to tell my students that I said, if you increase your vocabulary, tell someone what you need to tell them, They'll have to go to the dictionary to find out what you said. And by that time, you'll be gone. (laughs) (laughs) And also uh, uh, to bring up our self, our Mm self-respect, you know, a lot of the ways of our elders had a fault to them true, but some things needed to be carried forth. And self-respect 
has it seems like it's taken a, a back seat. Yeah. And as long as it's back there, there's no reason why anyone else should respect you. If you don't respect it, like the staple singer said, if you don't respect yourself, ain't nobody going to give a hoot. Mm -hmm. Nah, 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 respect (laughs) yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Man, there's so much truth to that. And I I think that, you know, as we talk more about, um, you know, these different modalities of healing. Uh, the last question I want to ask you before we get into an upcoming event that I know you have on February 22nd um, is, you know, we live in, I guess, a Western world, right? And mm-hmm. so um, a lot of the modalities, they're known to either, you know, from Africa, from East, from, you know, the East. And right. sometimes, you know, individuals, they're wanting to be open, but they don't know how to balance that with Western medicine and Western ways of either, you know, treating symptoms, right? So, you know, for example, like I, I see Western, Western doctors, but Mm -hmm. I also am open to, you know, Eastern medicine and other modalities, but some people find it very hard to accept both or to accept one over the other. So I guess what would be your take on an individual who's thinking, I really want to get into this herbalism. I want to learn more about it. I want to learn more about, you know, my roots, my culture. I want to learn about aromatherapy and all this stuff. But, you know, I, I can't really reject the Western because that's what I know. It's science-based, right? Of course. And, and that's called integrative medicine. I'm a proponent of integrative medicine. I used to uh, travel to Hawaii every year. I did that for seven years for Quantum University because they teach integrative medicine. I go to Western medicine doctors too, but I go to see what's going on mm-hmm. because the herbalist doesn't have the MRI machines and the x-rays. And so I go to see. It's a go-see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thankfully, so far, nothing. Once I got on herbs, I don't have this in my breast anymore. That's what my big thing, you know, uh, in the past. And actually, herbs helped me stop that and changing my diet. I didn't know that I was drinking caffeinated tea. I had stopped coffee. Mm-hmm. But um, the doctor said to me, Western medicine doctor, wonderful. She said, um, do you do you take in caffeine? I was like, no, I drink tea and I named the bread. I won't name it now. But uh, she said, oh, that's caffeinated. I said, oh, OK. So that's when I actually began to study what the difference between herbal tea and the other tea, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I then that's when I went whole hog herbal tea and began to learn. And then with my studies, I began to experiment with different teas Mm -hmm. and um, learn the properties for each and how to put together if I want to cleanse my blood or if I want to cleanse my colon, if I want, that's another big thing. Uh, the cleansing of the colon. People don't do that. And they end up with irritable bowel syndrome. They ended up, if you have a distended belly, Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. It's very possible, more than likely, that you've collected a bunch of feces in your intestine and you need to flush it out because those toxins begin to leak through your intestinal wall into your bloodstream and create diseases. Ayurvedic medicine explains it very fully. You know, you mentioned East Indian medicine. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. The three uh, medicine that are uh, systems of medicine that are recognized are Ayurvedic, Chinese, and Western. Mm -hmm. So if all three of them are recognized, then why not use all three? Right. And uh, so there are contraindications, meaning that sometimes a herb will react with a Western medicine. Um, So you check with your doctor. St. John's wort is uh, one of the herbs that you have to watch when you're taking medicine. Mm -hmm be very careful with because it has a lot of contraindications. But imagine this. Aspirins would never have been invented more than likely if they hadn't found white willow bark in the rainforest. I was achy breaky yesterday and I made a cup of, um, I mixed sassafras with um, white willow bark. And a little bit of vetiver, and um, use that as my pain medication. And you know, I was able to sleep well. You know, with the incoming cold weather, uh, my body felt it. And I, I don't have pharmaceuticals in my medicine chest. And I wish that for everyone because you have kitchen medicine. Mm -hmm. parsley, basil, sage, you know, all of these things that we don't even realize are medicine. Right. Right. Oh, man. I feel like, you know, we can definitely go on and on and on about the benefits of of herbs and, and these different modalities and integrative medicine. And I think we'll definitely have to bring you back on this platform to talk more about um, those different areas, but I definitely want to make sure that we talk about this upcoming event that's taking place on February 22nd. Um, it's at Gaia Nomaya, correct? Gaia Nomaya Salt Cave and Spa. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about what's going to be happening there. Oh boy. We're going to have a ball. You know, as I was speaking to uh, one of the owners, Sarah, uh, Andrew is the other owner. Um, she said, well, why don't you come and do Wellness Wednesdays? They do a Wellness Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And she gave the mobile clinic, the uh, Healing Project mobile clinic, the whole day. And, uh, of course, I was thrilled. And what we'll be doing or what I, what I'll be doing through that is featuring um some of the practitioners that we have uh all of them won't be coming out but i chose um the acupuncturist dr bashara wilson he'll be doing a community clinic nata will be talking about womb healing mm-hmm. um Amy will be talking about aromatherapy. She'll do an aromatherapy demonstration. I mean, this woman, she she was actually my aromatherapy instructor. 
we became friends mm-hmm. and I took her to Guy and Amaya for something she'll be doing there soon. And um, she even had, oh, Jasmine, people don't realize that aromatherapy is, um, is a medicine. It's not just going around smelling things, but she had a, two grams of Jasmine that were $150 for the bottle. It's a whole different scent. So she'll be bringing um, her cachet of scents for the community to um, experience. Boo Boafu, she will be doing chair yoga and talking about nutrition. Ruben Finnerson will be talking about whole body wellness. And I'll be talking about how to navigate grief with flower essences. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a jam-packed day of wellness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And that'll be from 11 a. I'm excuse me, from 12 p.m. till 7 p.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Guy and Omaya, they're located at 510 Flatbush Avenue, and that's between Lincoln or Le- Leopards Road and I believe Empire. Yes. Okay. And right across the street from our beloved Brooklyn Commons. Yes. Yes. Okay. So with respect to, you know, outreach, many people are probably, you know, like besides themselves, like, wow, I I definitely want to get in contact with, you know, Miss Carolyn. I want to learn more about herbs. I want to learn more about, you know, getting, you know, I want, I want my kitchen to also be, you know, pharmaceutical free. So (laughs) how can someone get in contact with you? How can they learn more about you as well? Well, I would love it if people would email me at cmjonesmedia, that's M-E-D-I-A, at gmail.com. And um, you can also follow me on Instagram. That's THP underscore the underscore healing underscore project. Okay. Yeah. And we'll have that in the show notes so people will be able to <laughs> to see yes. that. It's yes. And my website is www.behealed.info. All right. That's B-E-H-E-A-L-E-D.info. All right. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I hope that those of you who are tuning in are able to stop by, even not for the entire day, but at least for a portion of the day uh, on February 22nd at Gaia Nomaya. Right. And you could find the link on Eventbrite. Just put in Gaia Namaya and um, it will be there. Gaia Namaya is G-A-I-A-N-O-M-A-Y-A. Gaia Namaya. And that too will be in the show notes as well, just in case you didn't catch that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I really do recommend that you guys, if you have the moment to go um, to experience some wellness, because I haven't gone through uh, most of the modalities, but I could definitely say that aromatherapy, the salt cave, those are two things that I've personally experienced. And, you know, it's, it's done a wonders for me. So I can't wait to see what the other stuff <laughs> entails. <laughs> yeah, my favorites. You named two of my favorites. <laughs> 
Okay, so Carolyn, thank you so much for being a guest on the According to RP show and just sharing all your knowledge with us. Um, we really, really look forward to bringing you back on to kind of go a little bit deeper into the different aspects of, you know, who you are and what you do. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And everyone, thank you again for tuning into another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host, and I will speak to you guys next time. You are listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all on.